on this episode of Quantum Week, June 14th through 20th, 2009. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about movies and music and headlines and our stories. Uh, we are in mid-June 2009 for the Patreon episode. We're talking about The Proposal and Knock You Down. Um, anything that we need to talk about before we get into The Proposal? Patrons. Oh, patrons. Hello, patrons. Um, I don't think so. We can probably get right into it. This might be a short one, guys. What do you mean? There isn't a lot to talk about with the proposal and Carrie Hilson and Carrie Hilson, <laughs> the, the great career of Carrie Hilson, <laughs> the two album career um, of uh, Carrie Hilson. Yeah, this might be a short one. Yeah, did you bring a game? I did not. No, I was trying to think of a game, but you're the game master. I, I, I couldn't. I can't compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like uh, yeah, a lot of people feel my games aren't very good. Oh, them, they're they're, 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 they're so. that's fine. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep you know every every week. It's my job. I gotta go in there. I gotta bring a game. It is. It has become your job. Uh, it's self imposed job. You did that to yourself. You really did. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. It's fun. I thought it exercise. is fun. Yeah. Plus, I I, I do it. If, if, but do you think you'll actually have a game sometime? I think I think classifying them as exercises or maybe challenges is more. Mm. Right, because you're not. There's no competition. I don't like right? semantic arguments. Semantic arguments. I mean, but are you gonna do like a more competitive? Because a lot of times it's know. you and Kirk on the same team. Mm. That's not as fun. Yeah. Don't you want to try to win? It's okay. Um, today we're talking the proposal. <laughs> you're done with that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had that same. I've seen people make that same um, observation. You know, about a thousand tweets now of that. So. Um, the proposal, which is something I've not seen a thousand tweets about. No, it is. This the first time you saw you've seen it. Yes. How about you? Uh, I've seen it before. I'm sure you have. Fuck off. Um, I mean, you know, you live with a woman and a woman likes some, some women like romantic comedies and you watch some romantic comedies. Hmm. Uh, this was one of them. I think I saw this with, uh, an ex. Hmm. She wanted to see it. I find romantic comedies are neither romantic nor comedic. Yeah. Um, but the draw is, I mean, I've always liked Sandra Bullock and I've, like Ryan Reynolds, I mean, he's done a lot of bad shit too, but he's a likable guy. So it's not the worst thing to say. It wasn't the wasn't the least appealing movie that someone's wanted me to watch. Mm. Twilight. So um, I uh, next week, my friend. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> let's see that again. It's gonna be so good. But uh, how do we feel about it? Um, it's not trash. I give it like a C. Yeah, I'm giving it a C minus. Ah, not We're trash. Not, I wish we could argue about I it. Know. I wish you loved it. It sounds like, like we agree on. Ebert. I agree on with the weeds. Uh, the uh, the good things are the weeds. You know, Sandra Bullock and especially Ryan Reynolds are quite good in this. Um, a muted Ryan Reynolds, and that's the thing. He can be too much. Yeah. So I first started watching Ryan. I I'm kind of Ryan Reynolds out. Um, for the most part, and in, in just in in general. Did you watch the sitcom? Yeah, you did. Okay. So two guys and a girl in a pizza place uh, was something I watched pretty pretty regularly, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a weird show. Um, it was um it, w- it was kind of bizarre and and very uh, unconventional. It was on the same Friday nights on ABC as Norm's show was, I believe, which is why I think I started watching that uh, show. Okay, lead uh, into Norm. I, I don't remember. It was the same. It was the same night. The yeah. same Friday night. Um, but uh, and uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, and um. But I, I, there was an interesting show. It was, it was, um, it wasn't particularly good, but it was, it was unconventional and it would take some odd twists. It must, they must have like one writer on that staff that was really a funny. zany. Yeah, it yeah. was just really cool and funny and and did some clever things. And some, I'm guessing like one or two writers, which is horrible. 
but Ryan Reynolds got a start on that show, and he and he did it kind of like burst off the screen. Like he was so much more charismatic than everybody else. Like he yeah, was like, yeah. like he's like, oh, this guy's obviously going yep. places. Um, and in this movie, he's really good. Uh, he, I love some of his line readings. Or like twice, he goes like, "What is happening?" Which is great. I don't yep. know if that was in the script or not. Uh, if that was ad lib because, it, but it's such a great thing because he's basically told, "I'm going to marry you." And that I think is a very honest reaction. It's not was like that the first time when they're when they're in the office, like her bosses. He said it twice. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Like, yeah, what is happening? Which is a great line, like because it's like, oh no, that's a very honest and real reaction. Sure. I think it's exactly what anyone would say. They're not going to be like, I'm not going to marry you. You just would be kind of confused. You'd be confused initially, right? And, and he, I think he says it twice in the movie, and both times it's, it's really effective, and it does kind of ground the movie, which yeah, is yeah, what yeah. the movie I I just really so. needs. Sandra Bullock's performance is is good. I think she's good. Um, the you know we we obviously for this show had covered have has co- have covered if I can say it right. Devil wears Prada. Yeah. Um, and her is like the mean boss doesn't work. Uh, at it's all. tough because she is really likable. She's likable. It's also like she's not terribly good at playing a mean person. And then on top of it, the script doesn't lend her any favors. No. Because she's not that mean. No, she isn't. And you're like, oh, this person is just just like... You have to sort of assume the backstory. Like, they sort of set it up with the way that people treat her. That's how we know she's she's evil, but it's not her. But even when she fires the guy, she's like, oh, you have two months to find a job. That is kind of That's not that bad. Like, if you want to fire him, you better get out now. Yeah. Like, like, uh, the Meryl Streep character in Devil's Prada, that person would have been on the street when they got fired. I kind of felt like she... That was a power play, though. It's like, you are here as long as I want you here, which is the next... Yes, but you could have just like fired them. It's even more. Like I don't think a real evil boss would have been like you have time to find another job. Yeah. So like they kept like couching, they kept like double backing on itself, which is a sign of a a screen point that's not doesn't trust it doesn't trust itself. Um. So and so between the 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 kind of the soft sell of this person being mean and then Sandra Bullock not really being a very mean screen presence, no uh, on screen presence of an actress. It's just kind of muddy. But it's hard, though. I, I think that that character is really hard to write because you do have to like her by the end. But why even have her be mean? Well, then, yeah, I, guess, I don't know. Because it has, I don't know, it needs to be a more unlikely pair, I guess. Just say, uh, these romantic comedies, they're just not very good. Not very good. Um, so I was going to give this movie a C. What happened? One, what knocked it down? There's one reason I cannot, and I'm not. I'm going to give it a C minus. Are you going to recommend it? I'm not going to recommend it. No, 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 I'm not going to recommend it. I mean, it's a C minus. Not, it definitely thumbs down. I think it's. I, I can't thumbs recommend down. this to somebody to watch yeah, this. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think it's thumbs down. This might have, and certainly it's true of the movies we've covered. Yep. If not all the movies I've ever seen in my life, no. the worst score. It's I've not good. Ever heard it's in a film? Good. And it's not just that it's bad, because oh boy, it's bad. I want to make sure I give this guy credit. His name is Aaron <laughs> Zygman. Yep. He's done scores for a couple movies that I have. I've actually not minded. Like what? Um. Well, I mean, John Q is not good. I don't uh, the score. But Alpha Dog is not a bad movie. Oh no, Alpha Dog is a good movie. Pretty good movie. Yeah. Um. A lot of the, but everything else he's done, uh, either I haven't seen or has been terrible. A lot of movies I haven't seen. Uh, he's done movies. I'm guessing the, you, the audience, uh, listener here, might have seen The Notebook. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it. Company Men, Bridge to Terabitha. I saw Company Men. Actually, not bad. Uh, Sex Dennis Quaid one, right? Uh, I believe so. With Sex Toby, in the City. Uh, I have not seen that. Of course. Um, Sex in the City two. Oh well. Uh. So he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, it's a lot of stuff that is not um, step up. I mean, Mr. Magnorium's Wonder Emporium. That is a piece of shit. They make fun of that in Breaking Bad. Um, Medea goes to jail, yeah, which, yeah, which I missed, so, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, Medea's Witness Protection, um, oh. which I've heard. That's like Godfather 2, I the think. The sequel, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lot of movies that I, I just haven't seen. And um, That's funny because Step Up was the same director. 
Yes, it was. Yeah. Which is not, not a coincidence. Uh, I was, you know, there's some sort of magic those two have together. <laughs> yes, they do. And, they do. Um, but it is, so why is it so bad? So obviously it's bad because it doesn't sound good and it's cheesy and it's lame. Yep. But the biggest issue, and this might not even be Aaron Zygman, the great Aaron Zygman, excuse me, his fault. It's might be the director. So, you know, it's not that when you do a score, you just create, you know, mass musician knows you just create the music and then you send it to the person. Now you are scoring it though, watching it. So you're you creating do, themes for the people. What's it now? You're creating themes for the people. Right, but you are, I'm sorry. You're, so you're actually watching the film yeah. when you're scoring it. It's right. not like you're doing it before the film's no, made. No, no, no. Okay. So my issue with the score, biggest one is a lot of times it would telegraph jokes, which a score is not supposed to do. A score is to evoke a mood, typically. That's yes. The point of it. Yes, yes, Also yes. like Matt said, to also flesh out some characters, you know, but you're basically just kind of, you're using what's already there and just putting an accent mark on yep. it. Okay. This was going beyond that. This was letting you know a joke was coming, which is the not, that's like not, and it happened multiple times. Really? Yes. Can you give an example? Because I'm, I must've blocked it out. Oh yeah. The music, well, the music would just come in before the joke was told, but it was very uh, light, humorous music. And you're like, oh, a joke's coming. Uh, and it must've been frustrating. Like, I mean, I, I read a bunch of reviews. I kept looking for people to drag this Aaron Zygman guy. Cause it was like, to me, this was like, you can't so, do it. It's not professional. It was so awful. Yeah. It was like the worst, maybe the worst I've ever, I've ever heard. And um, I didn't really see a lot of other complaints about it, but it telegraphed at least four jokes. Now these weren't great jokes, but you know, you but like you'd see a close-up of Sandra Bullock's face, and this goofy score would start. It's like, all right, and three seconds later, you'd see a joke. It's like, all right, well now, yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. need my hand held that much. Now I will say, having said all that, I don't watch a lot of romantic comedies. I don't really enjoy that genre. I think romantic comedies typically suck. There are some exceptions. We both love forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. There are some good ones. This one's not terrible. This isn't a terrible movie. No, it's not bad. Um, but uh, so maybe this is a common thing in romantic comedies. Maybe where they, it is. They want to kind of hold your hands through the jokes. I have case. to pay attention to the next one we run into. Yeah, I will too. Um, or it might just be a situation where the, the director and the uh, composer here are just making odd choices. Well, but it's also like, it's insulting to the audience. It's like, oh, it's hard. Oh, they're, they're not going to get the joke. So we're going to have to really telegraph. It not only that, not only do they not get it, we have to warn them it's coming. Yeah. Like, by the way, laugh here, put your funny hat on. We got a joke. I wonder if that's been tested where they're like, if we, people will walk out and give cinema score a fucking, uh, a letter grade more. If we tell them a joke is coming in a romantic comedy. Well, people like, you know, a lot of simpler audiences, uh, enjoy that. I mean, you know, a lot of comedy is just based on recognition. Yeah. It might not even be a joke. Yep. It's like, I'm familiar with that. That makes me laugh. Right. I mean, that's why I like, you know, like uh, the Geico uh, lizard, right? Yeah. Or the flow from progressive. And you might think, oh, I'm tired of seeing those. You know, if you're listening to our show, chances are you're someone that watches a lot of film. You listen to a lot of music. You're probably more cultured than the average person. Okay. And plus you're a patron. You're, you're, you're obviously a great person. You, you can yeah, yourself Absolutely. Yes. You're the best. But I mean, a lot of people don't think about don't want to listen to an hour long diatribe about a movie. They no. want to just watch the movie, you know, go home, take, Zone a, out. take a big poop. And then, you know, <laughs> their big week out, you know, is Applebee's and go see the movie and then, and they poop or maybe, you know, that's like, that's their big night. Right. Just very simple. Yep. And that's most of America. And that's okay. So they don't want to think about things too much. So, you know, when they see the commercial, oh, the flowy, I, I remember her from the last time I saw her. That's funny. Ha, ha, ha. It's literally that simple, yeah. and that is enough for a good amount of people. If it, and it, you don't need to believe me. It's proof. Like, look at how long some of those campaigns have lasted. They're not doing that because they don't have any other options. They're yeah, doing it yeah. because that option works. Yep. People like seeing that lizard. People like seeing a foot. People like seeing the, the cavemen. Remember those cavemen? I know, I know, I know. People think that's good. 
and it, it's familiar and it's comfortable and it doesn't make them think too much. And uh, Matt's absolutely right. Where the studio here doesn't have a lot of respect for the audience. So they're like, all right. So there are a lot of shots this movie that are very simple and very by the book. And it's done to make people feel comfortable. Well, yeah. And even the premise, it's like the whole thing was telling you knew yeah. what was going to happen the entire way. The plot is super simple. We know they're going to get together. I well, mean, that's the thing. And that's the romantic comedies too. So, you know, that's the other part of this I was thinking about as well. Like, all right. So if that's the thing, and, and Matt's absolutely right. This kind of hits every, oh, they don't like each other. Oh, they go to another location. Oh, there's a wedding. Right. And they even kind of like do like a quick turn on it. Like there's even like a potential like airport finale. Yeah, exactly. Which right. we get the very next well, and scene. And then the ex-girlfriend's there too. Right, we get next Maybe girl, new level. The new parents. Level just, yep. It's all the yep. same note, all the same notes. Yes. And um, I think a lot of people will, who enjoy romantic comedies or want to watch romantic comedy whenever they press play on whatever that romantic comedy they is. They know what they want to get. They, yeah, they don't yeah. want to be tested. No, they don't. They don't want to be pushed in a different direction. No. They want that warm blanket and that, that cup of soup. They want that. They want that just familiar. Does soup always make you? Uh, fart we never did that with your friends. The cup of soup, poop. Uh, oh yeah. So what you what? do is you fart. You, okay. I'll tell you. Okay. So you fart in your hand and you put it up to your friend's face and go cup of soup. You what? never. You never did that. What a weird life you've lived. <laughs> what the fuck is this? What do you mean? No, we didn't do that. Uh, no. Yeah. You fucking like clam bake your wife you at home too. You fart your hands and you put the your palm. Or you put your palm right in their face and go cup of soup. No. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Oh, fine. Fine, continue. I've had, oh, I've had that happen to me know, a couple dozen times. I've done it a couple dozen times. At least, at least I'm probably under, underselling like it. Great friends. Yes. <laughs> it's quite a group. <laughs> I can imagine your little like, glee door would have been horrified if anyone did that to anybody. No, we didn't. We didn't do it. No, you got, yeah. You got, we, but imagine we, if you saw someone do like, it. guys would have been so, yeah, you've been so upset. Gross. Not upset, but just crying. Like, what? Not crying. No, just like, <laughs> what are you? Go <laughs> <laughs> soup. Um, but, uh, you're yeah, so you, blue collar. I love it when we have these little chats. Continue. It's not blue collar. It's, what is it? It's like it's just, even funny. It's just fun with guys, and you're having like, he, he is a, he is it's a, Jeff Foxworthy humor. It's not Jeff Foxworthy humor. All right. Wasn't we weren't like rednecks? We were just farting hands and smelling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very different. Oh, super different. Continue. I don't even know what we were talking about. Not so sophisticated. No, we're just saying how like uh, you know those. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> these movies are, it, 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 but it is like much like the cup, cup of soup for me is something I'm comfortable with and I understand Matt would be very offended, you know, but, uh, but these romantic comedies are very comfortable for that audience. They and, are. and that's why they press play. They're not looking to be tested. I find that <clears throat> we didn't talk about the like Mariah Carey adult contemporary debate from uh, a year and a half ago. But I mean, uh, Matt and I, or we, well, Matt likes some of those blockbusters. So he's, he's a simpler guy. I do. But for me, who's, you know, a little more complex, a little, you know, uh, a little yeah, more refined. intellectual. Yeah. Particularly with a cup of soup joke. Continue. Right, right, right. You're fine. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I want to be pushed in, in, in my movies. You know, See something you a little different. Yeah, I want- Let's I not want, have one dimension. I want to be challenged. Yeah. I, I never press play in a movie and want to see the same, the thing same old, same old. No. And don't get me wrong. There's movies that we grew up with, and Matt and I, we've covered Gremlins on this show. We've yeah. covered, you know, Rocky Three on this show. So there are movies that we grew up with that we watched, but the idea of, like, watching a brand new movie that just came out, or to go to the theater, and this movie, made, by the way, made a shit ton of oh, money. Oh, 300 million international. International I mean, made over 100, crazy. and we- Let's find out. Actually. Was it ninety? And it I made. To, I wanted to walk through this actually. It made extra in uh, in DVD sales too. Like it 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 fucking oh, crushed and still, it. And it still has a play in uh, in cable today. Yeah, like you know, it's it's a movie that really hit the mark with a lot of people. Um, so you know, you do have audiences going out and seeing this, and it wasn't just it's PG thirteen. I know, but it wasn't just. It's not. It's not like Twilight. No, these it's are not. like adults going to see this, right? And because they want exactly that, they want that formula. They want that. 
color by numbers entertainment. And which, I bet a bunch of husbands would go or boyfriends would go because Ryan Reynolds is there. At least they can stomach it. It's like, this and, is an okay date night. And in fairness to this movie, it is a movie you can stomach. It's not it like, is. it's yeah. like, oh, there's some, like the uh, all this stuff with Oscar from The Office. I didn't like that. But oh, you I thought it, it was, was funny. funny. He was popping up. No, was, yeah. I don't think the strip tease was funny. No. But like when they revealed that he's the justice of the peace, I, I laughed. I'm like, oh, that's, of course he was. I didn't even think about it. I'm like, of course he's going to be. Well, and Sandra Bullock, like when she's getting the the um, the necklace from the grandmother, like that's that was a touching moment. Well, really a, touching moment. And that's a good, like Sandra Bullock is a good, I don't she think she's really great. Is. She's actually great in gravity. Uh, she's she's great in gravity. Yeah. Blind side, she's not. That's not. A, that's not. I haven't seen it forever. I'd have Oscar to see it that's not a, I know. Not she is great in gravity. But she's great in gravity. I really like her. And I'm, she's great in speed. Yeah. Like when she's doing that, like likable, relatable, um, kind of pull at your heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. Because she doesn't go too far. Yep. Um, she's really good. She's really good. Um, so yeah, so you have an actress that is very competent. That's that's very good in that particular scenario. Yes, hitting it out of the park. I agree. So that that was great. And then also probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah, maybe the second best is when she's in bed. Reynolds is on the floor and she's talking about her life and how her parents died when she was sixteen. She, really good scene. Actually, she's great. It's really well shot. There's an overhead yeah. shot of her yeah, in yeah, bed yeah. and then Reynolds in the floor. So it's showing the divide between the two. Yes, but it's putting them in the same shot to show yep. in there. She'd have a shot that'd be like, oh, this is actually, this could be a good movie. But then it ends up having, it's like, you know, goofy yeah. score. And then like, she's falling out of a boat. And you're like, yeah, I you don't the, need that. I give the actors credit. They actually play it straight, which I, I liked that it wasn't like, whoa, it's so crazy. They actually had like a real scene there, which is a credit to Reynolds and Bullock to make chicken, once again, chicken soup <laughs> out of chicken shit. But they really did um, make something out of that nothing. That's a stupid thing that happened. That it's is really stupid. And, it takes a real talented actors to pull that off. The, the hard part with this movie is it's it's once you know that the entire plot is telegraphed, you watch it the entire way and you're like, it doesn't make sense that these two would, would turn and like each other after three days, after hating each other for three years. No. So so you do, I, I kind of think you have to do something. You have to put them in sort of danger in order to, Force that relationship together somehow. I don't know. No, it's, but I, th- I absolutely agree that scene was stupid, but I can understand why they would have written something like that. Because like, all, every all these movies have that one scene. They do. You know, well, there was more danger too with the um, with the her being you know kicked out of the United States. So there was that part right. of it as well. There yes. was that danger, but, that, right. but I felt it was it, they were in a tough spot to write it like this. I so. guess. I, I mean, why not just oh. do things different? I don't know. Whatever. So uh, uh, this, this movie. One, it's maybe made 163 million domestic. Yeah, made 153 international, which is huge. That is huge. And a big reason why this works internationally is because once again, it's a formula movie. You probably, I mean, honestly, yeah. Do you need that? You could have even turned the volume down. You know exactly what's happening. You do. The, you know, people are emoting on on screen, and it's like, all right, I can. You know, we've seen this. We've seen this kind of movie ten thousand times. So I did want to kind of walk through because this movie did make a lot of money, and it for four weeks in a row it had box office of over ten million. This came out in June, so it was a lot of competition out oh, there. Oh, right. So why not kind of just walk through? Uh, so this was number one the week it came out, yep. um, which is this week we're in right now. Uh, and Proposal was number one. So it beat... Uh, the, uh, the other movie that came out that week was Year One. That was The Caveman. I remember it. I never um, saw it. But here's what it beat. It Jack beat, Black, right? Yes. Yeah. It was Harold Ramis. I think that's his last movie he directed. Oh, wow. Um, the Hangover was in his third week, and it beat it. Mm. Up was in its fourth week, and it beat it. Um, and then taking a pill in one, two, three, which we covered in the show, that yep. was in its second week. Um, so it wasn't, you know, it's a summertime Star Trek, which we covered in the show, but that was the seventh week. Yeah. So there wasn't actually that much competition. No, but the hangover is pretty big. But the third week though, by then it's like yeah. the hangover almost still almost won. So, um, 33 million for proposal 26 for hangover. But the next week, and this is why the movie came out when it did. Yeah. Uh, studios will do this on purpose. We'll, we'll schedule things. 
So the next uh, week was Transformers Revenge of oh, the Fallen. Okay, there you go. Right. So and that got 108 million in the weekend. Obviously, number one, but number two was the proposal, and it, and it stuck around for a long time because of that because studios will have a more female centric movie yep. come out sometimes the same week or the week before, right? Um, as counter because it's like all right, you know, maybe the girlfriend and boyfriend are like all right, you know, I'll see Transformers if you see if the you see proposal, that. With or me. it's like hey. Sure. Um, this gives us both, you know, maybe they're seeing it separately or who knows the girls can go out and see a movie. The guys can go out and see a yeah. movie. It, it, it just, right. that way you don't better. have two, you know, like it's not like transformers is going up against another guy centric movie. Right. Um, and the following week, uh, once again, transformers is number one, uh, proposal is still handed four because what else came out? Ice age, Dawn of the dinosaurs. Yes. Kids movie. It's not going to be any competition no, 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 with, no, no, with proposal. No. And then three was public enemies. Which is the... Uh, oh, that's the... Um, was it the Ridley Johnny Scott? Depp. Johnny Depp, right? Johnny Depp, that's... Uh, right, did Ridley Scott direct I don't know if he... Wrong? You might he be right. Wrong. I can't remember wrong. if he did that. But right, you're exactly right. Johnny Depp, whatever. Yeah. It's a gangster movie, yep. guy-centric. Um, and then four was the proposal still hanging Well, there out. we are. So there, there isn't another romantic comedy out that's really no. challenging it at this time. And then the fourth week is Bruno comes out. That's uh, the uh, yeah, uh, Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen movie that I comes out. I never saw out. it, actually. I never saw it either. Yeah. Made 30 million opening weekend. Oh, okay. Um... But once again, we still have, we have a movie called I Love You, Beth Cooper. That's a teenage romantic comedy. Um, it didn't really do really well. Once again, Hangover still has, it's, it's in sixth place now, but it's still bringing in $9 million. Yeah, yeah. It just hangs around because there wasn't, else, there wasn't anything else on there. And you wonder if studios were like, all right, I don't dare. Ryan Reynolds wasn't a huge star yet. No, he was not. No. He's a big star. I think he'd already done Green have, Lantern, right? But, uh, but he wasn't huge. Green Lantern was so bad, too. I know, uh, but, but, he, but it shows no, that he, he could. He was not huge yet. Uh, no. But Sound of Book obviously was. Yes. You could even say maybe the peak of her powers. And um, so the studio is probably like, oh, shit, we're going to stay out of the way of this. I'm not going to put any romantic comedy up against it. Because, you, know, you know, back then, if Julia Roberts or Sandra Bullock is doing romantic comedy, you just get the fuck out of the way. Let yeah. them just own that. Right. And then you just put up a bunch of, you know, the studios are like, all right, I'm going to put up other guy movies to go against that. Yeah. So it had a kind of a clear runway to make money. On top of it, the reviews were middling, just kind of like me and Matt are doing right now. It's not, not good. It's not the worst thing in the world. No. It's okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, word of mouth, the movie was good. I had a high cinema score. The women loved it. And men are, like you said, Matt said, you know, men are like, all right, well, Ryan Reynolds is in it. Yeah, he's, he's cool. He's kind of funny. And Sandra Bullock, I mean, and if you're a guy too, you're, I mean, Sandra Bullock is all time beauty. I mean, she's, she's amazing. She's, she is. She's older here. She's like 45 and she still is awesome. Yeah. She looks, she looks great. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to draw guys. Well, no, but, but if I'm going to go see this movie, I'd be like, okay, well, Sandra Bullock is a good actor and she's great to look at. And yeah. Ryan Reynolds is there too. So yeah, yeah the, the, I, I great, see it. Has, she has a pretty good cast. You got Mary Steenburgen, oh Craig yes. Nelson. Yes. Uh, Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman yes. is beautiful. That, yeah. that to me is like, she's a stunner. Yeah. Um, and who am I forgetting? Oh, um, Betty White. Yeah. Yeah. Betty White, of course. Uh, you know, Betty, Betty White, you know, all right, no, but she, it's nice to see her though. And she's 89 years old or 87 years she's old. 87 I mean, playing 89 year old. Yeah. She's nice to see. Yeah. It's fine. It, no, we, there was like, a weird scene when she's like a, like a Native American. Right there right was that 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 probably wouldn't uh, fly right I don't now. Think so they uh they kind of um they muted it though. I felt like it wasn't exactly clear. It it could have been more oh, nature. No, right. I know, but it could have been more nature, more I, pagan. It wasn't like I completely agree. They definitely were like, would, like yeah, they were straddling trying. that fence, right? Yep. And then she does mention in that scene that we talked about the uh, the necklace that she hit was uh, she had her great grandmother uh, was Elizabeth Warren like her, yes, 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 yes. nine generations ago she might have might have been a Native American um, but it, actually but if you grow up in Alaska I mean chances are it's no I know but then but then if then if hey if we're gonna play that game then why not get an older 
Native American woman to play that role. Why is Betty White whitewashing this role? No one is as old as Betty White. I know. I don't. She's care. fucking it's, eighty-seven years old. I She's know. ninety-nine and still alive. I don't. I don't. I. I. I have no issue at all with it. Yeah. I, the only thing is, like, I don't know. If, I just don't. Like, I know. I just don't understand why you would have her be Native American at all. I'd just have her be just an older lady. And there was a. Spin- was it weird? Yeah, I don't know why they needed to. They and I, I guess that. they wanted Thunderbolt to dance funny and sing a rap song oh, about I balls. Hate it. Oh my god, I hated that. That's, it was just so that was that was a hard one. But to like watch. some people like, but I think a lot of people like watch that. Like think that's funny. Yeah, they like the dancing. They just think that's funny. It's like, like it. it's not a lot funny. to think about. It's like, oh, she's dancing funny. She's saying funny things. That's not. I laugh now. Like, there's not a lot of layers to it. I can't and stand a lot that of shit. people who just want to have a simple night at the movies are going to enjoy that. I hate when they do the dance scenes in movies like that. I can't. I can't stand it. Very funny. Like, oh, the out of place dance. Oh, the uptight. Yeah, Older right. white woman. The, 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 right. The uptight character dancing is dancing balls. crazy. Yes. I mean, I don't, I, I can't, I don't like that at all. That, 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 that type of, that, that cheeses me out so bad. But. Yeah, of course it should. But I think a lot of America thinks that's funny. But you're right. I mean, Steen, uh, with the cast, I love, I always love seeing Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson's great. And he's always actually, he's actually really good in this. He is really he's good. playing it straight. He, uh. And Steenbergen was great too. They had She's a, good. She, yes. She's always good, but she's, she's always good. good. Um, but I like that they both, that's the thing is that they, they, there is some actually talented people in this movie. Uh, Mount Ackerman too. Yeah, uh, she is. And I know um, you didn't, uh, Watchmen's not your thing, but she was great. She's in, good. Uh, yeah. In, in well, I, well, the book is so great. The yeah. movies. Uh, I like it. Books. You haven't read the book, there, right? No, I hadn't. The book's so so fantastic. Um, uh, but the the actors don't, and this is why I think the movie's tolerable for Mount and myself. Is the acting is like, oh no, well, yeah, this is stupid, or yeah, this is kind of a stupid situation they might be in, but we're gonna play it as real as we can. We're going to be committed to it and, and also try hard and like do a good job. Everyone's professional. And the, the, the guy, the Oscar, what's his real name? Uh, uh, he is Oscar Nunez. Oscar Nunez, right? Yeah. Is that his real name? He's um, in the office. He's in the office. Yeah. And uh, he's good in the office. And he is, he, he's obviously, you know, going wild here, but that's intentional. It's not, uh, nothing yeah, against course. him. He's, yeah, no. you know, we've seen in the office, he can play, downbeat very easily absolutely but the, you know obviously the note here is that someone has to be kind of an off-the-wall character so yeah, him and betty yeah. white were off the yeah. wall characters right everyone else is more grounded but the grounded acting is actually quite good it is good especially when you consider how weak the script is and like to matt's point like oh look at the scenes when it's just bullock and reynolds just having a conversation no it's and they're not being like weird like tracy and uh you know uh yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. hepburn hepburn and even then it was kind of tired i think ebert had that in his reviews like oh this was tired yeah. 1945 right um so, and when they're not trying to do that kind of lame Tracy Hepburn bit, when they're actually just human beings talking, it's actually pretty good. Or even, Ren- yeah, Reynolds and his dad, or, or and, uh, and Craig D. Nelson. Or, and those uh, scenes are not written well. Like, you don't, really, no. you don't really believe that confrontation because it's not really explained very well. But yet, it's an effective scene because the two of them are both doing yeoman's work to yes. pull it off. Yes, they are. Um, so, credit to the acting. Look, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, let's just be frank about it. Like, if you're, you know... <laughs> Like Matt said, you know, if your wife's like, hey, I have to all watch romantic comedy. If you say, I would say my recommendation, do Forgetting Sarah Marshall. If she's yeah, like, I've already seen it, I want to see it. I want to watch Proposal. You know what? It's fine. Crack open a couple of beers. Have some popcorn. Just relax. Yeah. And just enjoy the, you know, it's not, it just, it, it, I'll put it this way. Don't, you don't need to make escape plans. It's fine. Just sit back. It's not going to, yeah. it's not going to, it's not the worst thing you've ever seen. No. It's not good. I no. won't recommend it, but there are worse punishments especially in the romantic comedy genre that you could do. Yep. Oh yeah. And Fletcher. So interesting career. Yes. Choreographer. Yeah. But she choreographed like Boogie Nights. She choreographed a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, yeah. Boogie Nights is odd choreography though. It's interesting. I like it. It's good and bad. 
But they, like it's it. supposed to be, though. So I don't yeah. know. Um, but all of her movies up to this point make a shit ton of money. Mm. She does Step Up, mm. makes $100 million. 27 dresses over $100 million. The Proposal, where 300 I know, inter- international. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but actually, even more than that because of the DVD sales after that. And then, uh, and then it falls off a cliff. Guilt Trip no, doesn't make money. Hot Pursuit doesn't make money or barely makes money. But interesting career. Choreographer, choreographer dancer, choreographer, and then director. I think that's, I respect that. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, I respect that. Yeah, no, it's true. It is interesting. Um, didn't we see that with uh, Crazy Rich Asians? Uh, the uh, the director the, there, it's a guy. But yeah. He was a choreographer, I believe, as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not that, you know, choreographer is the only thing, but you're directing dance. So I guess it's not that. You're right, though, but it's not, it's not a, uh, a no, traditional. But to, but to get the shot, even. To, right. So Step Up, obviously, is dance movies. So yeah. you get the shot right. there. Then Right. So then they give her the 27 dresses, which. Cameron Diaz? Um, 27. This, this shows you is how... It like, um, is it Anne Hathaway? I've been very... I may be right. I've been very lucky where I haven't dated women who... Um, no, I haven't seen that one. Who like... Uh, I didn't Catherine see Heigl. Oh, oh Malin Ackerman's in that too. Yeah. Um, and that made 76 domestic, which is very good because it certainly didn't cost so much. So, um, Yeah, Step On was like Chatham, Tatum, Chatham Tatum or Tatum, what it was. It was Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, yeah. Tatum, yeah. Channing so that moves. So let's look at let's look at twenty seven dresses real quick. So that opened in January of two thousand eight, and guess so it was number two that that week, right? Because what was number one was also opened was Cloverfield. Oh yeah. Once again, right? The studios are yep. smart. They're not yep. going to put up a another romantic comedy no. against it. And I'm looking here, and the closest romantic comedy I see on here that was in the in the theaters was the seventh week of Juno. Jesus. Um. Which I, I would say is a romantic comedy. Um, yeah, it is. But seven weeks later, beat, yeah. I mean, now now that audience probably wants to see something else. Hey, yeah. I want, uh, you know, uh, that date night, you know, seven weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah, so that's interesting, right? So it's, I, I like doing that. I like looking at, at certain weeks and seeing what did the studio strategically put against each other. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you have a bomb because you just simply put it in the wrong And week. then you've got nothing to back it up. And you're just going to lose money. Yo, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it is, is not even so much the quality of the film, which hopefully it is, but we all know that's not how it is, or it's not how it is even marketed. But simply it's like, what is it going against? What did audiences see the week before? What, is, what are audiences going to see this week? So that stuff, I think, is really, really do, fascinating. Do movie theaters pay a, just a straight-up license fee for every movie? So, like, they don't pay more for... A particular movie, do they? Like, oh, we think this is going to be a blockbuster, so the license fee on this is going to be Yeah, so it's, it's the... Uh, I. I Right, so I guess that might be studios. Might I? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Short answer: I don't know. know. So studios, it's all very secretive. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not a lot. It's very public about that. Yeah. Um, studio, and it's not so much that they're paying money. It's like the percentage of the of the the gate. So like, if I'm a movie theater, I don't, I don't like pay 20th Century Fox to have the movie. It's just like when we show the movie, you get X amount, I get X amount. Oh, I didn't know that. That's I thought my it was, understanding. I thought it was just a license fee. Okay. But the one thing I do know is, uh, I don't know if this is true anymore since the pandemic, but um, almost 100% of the time, if, if, I'm gonna, if you're like, hey, I'm 20th Century Fox, that's who you are, Matt. And in this situation, I'm Regal Cinemas. Yeah. Or even a small timer. It doesn't matter. It's all yeah. the same across the board. Right. You're like, look, I want you to play our movies. Say, okay, great. I'll, I'll play your movies. But here's the deal. You have to have them in your theaters for at least two weeks. So even if the movie opens and it's a complete poop on a stick you have to not only be in your theater it has to be in the same number of theaters so let's say you have it open to two you know yeah now two screens or three screens or something. right now yeah. these movies open four thousand screens right so let's yeah. say it's three screens in your theater yep you know for whatever it is you yeah, no problem um but 
Um, it has to be three screens the following week. So you'll see it. You'll see movies won't change weeks one to two, how many screens they're in. But week three, you'll see a huge drop huge off drop bombs. Off? I would think mm-hmm. two weeks would be easy to achieve, but maybe it doesn't. It doesn't seem like two weeks, or maybe it's not. It wouldn't seem like two weeks is that long to test well, out. Well, it's, it's an attorney for movie theater. So like, think about this. So let's yeah. say. Let's, yeah. So let's talk about what just happened. Toys so, have dresses or whatever. Right. We have, we know that week, the third week in January, by the way, I'm sure people were. Uh, <laughs> What if the audience is like, I thought we were going to get a proposal talk. We're talking about this box office. Um, guess what? We don't think proposal is that interesting. Um, so the third week in January, two movies open, right? Cloverfield yeah. and 27 right, days. Right, but right. let's look at the week before. Yeah, sure. Okay, so first Sunday opened, and there's also a movie called The Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, a Veggie Tales movie. Okay. What? Okay, yep. So that's a movie that opened, opened in front of 1,300 screens. It averaged 3,000 a screen, which actually isn't terrible, but it's not average great. like 3,000. What do you mean 3,000 screen? 3,000 people? $3,000? No, I'm sorry. $3,000 per screen it was on. Okay. So a uh, screen, by the way, is not a movie theater. No, like, it's Like a, Matt it's, said, it's, it can, you can be at three screens in the same movie right. theater. Yep, yep, yep. But that opened in front of 1,337 screens and okay. averaged $3,000 a screen, which actually isn't terrible, but it's not great, right? It's not good. But let's say you had a little theater and you opened it up and that you will see only at eight, oh, eight screens. in Barrington there, the Barnsey or something. Right, or any, you know, if you're listening to this, but you don't know it, but like, let's say you had a small six or eight screen sure. independent guy. And you just said, hey, I'm going to do that VeggieTales movie. I'm committed to uh, Universal Pictures. Yep. All right? You don't want to piss them off. Right. Okay. But now, because the bucket list and First Sunday and Juno and National Treasure are all making money, the oh, following you gotta, week- You got to kick one? Right. And you can't kick VeggieTales out because you committed them for two weeks. So now you got Cloverfield 27 dresses coming oh. in. And now you have a quagmire. Right. And Which now, because you have to do VeggieTales, the Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever the fuck it is, whatever I said it was. The Pirates who didn't do anything. Right, yeah, Pirates didn't do anything. <laughs> VeggieTales movie. So now you, that, may, that might be one less screen you can run in Cloverfield on. So you can see how it's like, oh, that's kind of, it's every that's week is kind of a, right. Yeah. Now the third week, yeah, get rid of VeggieTales, right? That's gone. But now, fuck, you might have missed the boat. Now I you can see. always increase screens. You can be, all right, well, week two, but by week two, but you, I mean, we all saw Cloverfield. And remember 27, these movies, a lot of them, oh, the first weekend's everything. It really is, yeah. I mean, some of these movies will stick around a little longer, like we talked about with The Proposal and some other ones. But a lot of these, especially uh, movies like Cloverfield that appeal to teenage boys, that's a one weekend out. I mean, Cloverfield made some money. I don't mean it like that, but it, $40 million. I, I mean. For Cloverfield? What that's Cloverfield, such an odd what, movie, too. What did Cloverfield wind movie. up with domestic? Oh, if it was. Okay, great example. It made 80 million total. Okay. So half of its game was the first, first week. week. So if you miss that first week, fucked. you're fucked. Fucked. So you can see how it's it's really interesting. And this is why I love looking at the schedules and I love looking at, you know, it kind of sucked during the pandemic. It's kind of getting better now, kind of, sort of. But I love looking at- No, because it's everything on, on the line. How many screens is going to pump right. into. And I like looking at my local leaders. Like, oh, oh, they're doing it in two screens and stuff. Like, uh, it's a fun little puzzle because you're like, all right, well, you know, you got to be really cautious about what's coming on the next week. So everyone that picked up VeggieTales- yeah, you, you put it on there. And maybe that's why it only opened in front of 1,300 screens. So people are like, I'm not fucking running I'm that. not going to take a chance on this motherfucker. But then you don't want to be well, like, Because you know what's going to come up, too. You, you also know? don't want to piss Universal off. Sure. So you don't want to be like, you know, you might be more willing to take their movie. You know, so it's a lot of that give and take and a lot of... And then if you're Universal, you're like, oh, please take VeggieTales. Because we're fucking... <laughs> we God, so much we know, any, you know, we got to get in there because we know what's coming down the pike. Right. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in that stuff, you know, t- feel free to talk about it on Twitter. I don't know. I've never worked in movie theater, so I don't really know the ins and outs. Uh, about like what exhibitionists pay, whatever. Um, but um, I do like kind of following it and kind of seeing what, how it works from at least the outsider perspective. It's fun. Yeah. 
I was looking at uh, Bullock's, uh, Sandra Bullock's top grossing films. Yeah. Any, any guess on the top? A Gravity? Uh, that's number two, 700 million. 700 million? Oh, oh, international. No, I don't. Right, can I not count? I can't, I can't count. You shouldn't do that. I mean, I mean, you can. I guess it is. Well, the, the thing is now the movie business is more international, but I mean, I just look at domestic. Um, when, when someone says we're the number one movie, yep. they, you they know, those the ads, you're talking domestic. No one's talking international. Um, but maybe that will change in 10 years. Very well could. Uh, it's not speed. It's not. That's down the list number five or number six. It must be a romantic comedy. It's Minions. Oh, I don't count. It's a Crushed. Oh, that's a, then that's Gravity, a then Blindside, then Proposal, then Proposal, then The Heat. Wow. Which is crazy. The Heat was a piece of shit. Some Wilson McCarthy uh, movie? Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised. Well, I, mean, I mean, that's uh, what they want. Oh, Jesus. So and then Speed. Speed's fifth. Speed's six. Sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. Well, I don't count to Minions, so it's All right, fifth. so fifth. Yeah, it's yeah. her voice. Um, but, um, you know, that, and so what does that mean? Why am I discounting? You might be like, oh, Chris, well, it's her voice. Yeah, but when you talk about a movie star and you're like, all right, I'm going to sign that actress up to be in my next film. The voice, her voice isn't, I want to know, you know, what does a movie star mean? The movie star's job is to open up that movie big opening weekend. So, you know, when you sign Sandra Bullock to a con, you know, to be in the next movie, you're yeah, paying you her, whatever drop. you're paying her, yeah. you're paying her to open that movie. Right. You know, Minions is going to open because it's the Minions and yeah. people love those, you know, some people enjoy the, that Minion, the Minion thing, whatever that, that means, you know. But, you know, when you something like Proposal, that movie lives and dies on Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. It does. It's it. There's nothing else. And mostly else. her because she, he was She the, was the biggest star. Yeah, yeah. Right. That movie really, so the fact that she can go in there and open a movie with a relatively small budget and have it be number one and have it like we, we talked about on the show, have it kind of be in the top five for that long. It's a real testament to how popular she was. Yeah. And I'm not saying she's, you know, but at that time, I'm not saying she's still popular, but you know, she's, it's not quite the same as it no, was. No, it's, it's not. But it was quite a stretch because you figure we're in 2009 when we're talking, you know, in this week. Speed was 94. Yeah. That's a 15 year stretch where she had the ability to open a movie at number one by I'm obviously speed. I know Keanu, Keanu and the fact that it was great premise to open that movie, sure. but that was the beginning of her being a star. Yeah. That was a big so run. after that movie, everything she had, like while you were sleeping, yep. that was all on her. Yeah. And it opened number, I think it opened, I don't know if it opened one, but it opened high and it did well. And like all those movies after that, like I know some Matt said something about Goofy, but uh, the Heat or some of these other yeah, things yeah, are that's, that's maybe not. But that's best. that's much. Uh, the Heat wasn't that long ago, three or three or four years ago yeah. at this point. But she still did Gravity after this. She did Blindside after this. She did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and Blind- was she the draw on Blindside? She's who, a big draw for it, man. Yeah. Like the, you know, like who was the husband? I can't remember who played. Oh, the, it was. There uh, wasn't anybody. It was Tim yet. McGraw, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that, that movie, but also that movie. The did, book too, but the book and football crash. So that's a great that's example of a movie that can appeal to both. Yeah. Because the guys are going for the football. Yep. The girl, the girls are going for uh, Sandra Bullock. And also the relationship too with the family and the, and the kids. family. Yeah. So that can sure. kind of, and that's why it did well. It appealed to both audiences. It did. And, and kids. if you're a fan of the book, like I was, like I right, yep. go see it, and then you walk out disappointed because it wasn't very good, but. um but right, so that, but no, but you're absolutely right. So Sandra Bullock, this is really her name. And Ryan Reynolds too, but, but. So we're talking 20 years of her being able to draw. Yeah, I would, say, I to, would say there's 20 years we have of Sandra Bullock being a legitimate movie star. When I mean movie star, I mean you, your name's above the title and your movie can open That's up That's pretty one. incredible. There aren't too many. I think uh, you mentioned. Not um, too many. You mentioned, uh, what's her face before? Um, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts yeah. before. Yeah, Julia Roberts is, is yeah. And then you have, you know, you have other people too, you know, Anne Hathaway. But no way. I mean, nowhere um, near. Hathaway's nowhere uh, near. Reese Witherspoon. Reese is probably a good comp, but still a next Hathaway's year. Hathaway's had some big hits, but like you, you have some people, but to do it as long as uh, Bullock. Yeah, Hathaway can't cross over though. 
But she did. Uh, she did Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, but that was like that was a departure for her. Most of her yeah. other stuff is romantic comedy or like kid movies. Like she's not. She's Found not. A bullet for a long time couldn't cross over. I know she did Demolition Man, does Speed, and then for a long time until Gravity and really until uh, Blind Side, if you call that a romantic, it's not a romantic comedy, I guess, but. She was in romantic comedy kind well, of. She did the net. I know, I know. She did so some of the stuff. Sh- <laughs> was, was hey, well, that's the example of her being Musa. That movie didn't do terrible, and it was her name above the yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does, it, it, um, you know, movie stars, I don't know if they mean as much as they used to. Um, uh, I'm reading a William Goldman book about 90s cinema, and he's having the same, <laughs> saying the same things I'm saying now, back in the 90s, which is that like, movie stars even exist anymore. But I think they certainly did more back then because of streaming and there's so many more options now. I sure. mean, DiCaprio has a movie coming out in December. I'm very excited for it. The Adam McKay movie. Yeah. Matt um, has actually quite a few people. It has Jennifer Lawrence, it has Meryl Streep, it has a, uh, Jonah Hill has a, has a big cast to it. But I always say DiCaprio is our last movie star. I know that's true. I mean, I'm not a big fan of The Rock. I know Matt, Matt is. Matt loves his Fuck stuff. off. Um, but you know, there are some people that can still open a movie number one. But he's old. The Rock is in his fifties. Yeah, but like, regardless. Gonna... But even well, just living the now. Yeah. He still can open a movie number one just he by can. his name. You that's know? true. Yep. Jason Statham. I don't know if he still can. No. He could for a while though. No, not anymore. Um, you know, there are some people that can. But honestly, at this point now, what? Because no, all the all the ones who did it ten years ago are too old. Like Clooney's too old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Clooney barely even works anymore. Or even Hanks is probably too Hanks old. Hanks is too old. He's the yeah. movie star anymore. Um, the um, the movie stars now are IPs. You know, Marvel and, and even DC and um, the Fast and Furious yep. that Matt loves and a lot of these movies that Matt really enjoys. Um, are, that's the, that is the movie star now. I and haven't heard that joke before. Is that, this is the first time yeah. you're using it on this episode, oh, thank right? Thank you. I appreciate yes. that. All the movies um, that you love. And, uh, you, know, you know, us intelligent people uh, are kind of uh, left in the sidelines a little bit because movie stars don't, don't really exist anymore. It's too bad. Sorry about that. Um, and Reynolds has had a weird career too. Did you ever see The Voices? Reynolds had a very strange career. Have you seen The Voices? You should check it out no. sometime. It's he's a schizophrenic man who doesn't yeah. take his uh, his meds, mm. and he actually talks with hallucinations. And uh, is it a little it, too much though? No, I think it's an it's an really? interesting movie. Yeah, he can be a lot. He can. I haven't seen. There's somewhere. Uh, there's some movies that that he's done that were not comedies. Like he was buried alive in one. Mm. There's a few of them that I haven't seen that I probably should. I like him. I mean, I liked him in Van Wilder when it, that was, I think, maybe his first movie that yeah, he came out. Yeah, I saw out. that. I it thought it was okay. funny. He was good. I mean, I was a kid. I was, I was in a my kid, early like 20, so Right, exactly. So that, uh, that made me laugh. Yeah. Uh, and I like, and then right after that, a few, maybe a year or two after that, he did uh, the, the third Blade movie, which I actually thought he was good there. It was fun. Mm. It was a neat action film. And then the two, um, of course, the two uh, Deadpools. I've not I've seen liked, Blade but, or Deadpool movies, but yeah, uh, Blades, Blades are good. And but, I mean, that's, that's what he does. He does that now. He does kind of these, uh, you know. But sick. Green Lantern sucked. The uh, Wolverines. He was Deadpool. He, he was Deadpool once, and then he was Deadpool a second time. Do you know mm-hmm. that that happened? No. Yeah. He so he's in uh, the uh, Wolverine. Um, I can't remember the, the name of the movie, but it was like uh, Origins. It was an origin story for the Wolverine. So it had. Um, I think that's kind of Hugh Jackman. So like Hugh Jackman is an origin, but he's like he's like thousands. He's like years he's old. T- t- yeah, too much, too old. But uh, but Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool in mm. that movie. But then he actually does. But it's a different. But who who gets killed? And then he plays Deadpool again in like a completely different universe. Mm. After he does the the Green Lantern, which is what? How many superheroes do you want to fucking do, motherfucker? Yeah, who knows? Deadpool's good though. Those two are good. That's you haven't seen either one of those though. No. I'm sure we're random. We will. I'm They're sure we'll run into some more Ryan Reynolds movies. And I feel like we haven't run into a ton of Sound of Bullock ones either. So nah. I'm sure we'll run into them more. And uh, when we do, we'll we'll talk about them. I don't know what else to say. You don't want to talk anymore about that? I'm good. I'm not going to talk about this right. fucking song. She just farts. 
<laughs> did she fart or did I fart? Did you fart? No, I didn't. Oh. Why? Do you smell something? No, no, I smell it. I thought I heard something. I burped. Was it burp? Yeah, I just burped. I had my head down. I sound like a fart. It was not. All right, Carrie Hilson. Uh, this is um, Knock You Down. And you probably, oh, well, you didn't hear that section. But this is, this is Kanye and Neo and her. And it's predominantly those two. Like, it's not a lot of her. She sings kind of a verse and she sings that chorus, but it's mostly those two in this, in this, hmm. uh, in this song. Before we get to the song, though, let's talk a little bit about uh, Carrie Hilson. So she has two albums, hmm. 2009, 2010. Um, she, so this is, uh, what, what is this? In a Perfect World is the name of this, this album. This is her debut album. They tried four singles with her off this. This is her fourth. None oh. of the other ones charted. One of them charted to like 77 or something or 78. Some of them charted a bit international, but international. But mm. this was really the only one that kind of broke her. The album only sold like, as far as I can tell, like 500,000 copies. So she did this. She did this. She had a hit on her next album, and then she's gone. No, is that the one about her being pretty? She has a, she sings a lot about her yeah. being pretty. Uh, pretty Girl Rock or something like that? Pretty Girl Rock. It's a weird song. It's all about how pretty she is. I know. She's a pretty girl, though. She is pretty, but She's it's really strange. Pretty I mean, there's a lot of pretty women in music. I don't usually hear them sing about that. So I, I'm, I have a lot more empathy for her after I read a bit, read a bit about what was going on. I have maybe a different take. Okay, because I, I, you know, I listen to this stuff and I'm like, there's nothing here. She, okay. So she, as a girl, as a little girl, as like a 14, 15, 16 year old girl, she's got a record deal. She's writing. Um, she's a backup singer and she's a writer through her teen years with this producer named Anthony Dent, and then later on with this other producer called. Uh, Paulo de Don was also producer on this album. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know him. There wasn't much on him where she, she's writing songs for Mary J. Blige, for Sierra, from Britney Spears, for Timbaland, for Usher, a bunch of people as like a young girl. She's a good writer mm. and, uh, and a, you know, and a backup singer. Um, but she has, she releases this album has a feud with Beyonce all of her, you know, all the bays go after her. Oh, no. And you know how I feel about Beyonce as a fucking thief. She's a thief. I, and I wonder if it was something to do with that because she wrote, so Carrie Hilson writes a song and references Beyonce and it kind of sounds like she's calling her a thief, which she is. I mean, Beyonce's a fucking terrible thief. She's not, she doesn't have a creative bone in her body. That's not true. So she sends the, ba- true, she sends, she, is, she, Beyonce she sends the bee swarm after her, yeah. the base swarm after her and get basic, like tries to get her canceled. Mm. Um, and so she kind of spirals down and like freaks out and does the second album has like huge issues with depression and just decides to take time off and goes away. Mm. So I think, I just think, and she, so then later on, she did you, uh, earlier part of this year, she, um, she spoke out against the Trump ban. Did you see that? About the what now? The Trump ban, Trump being banned from social oh, media. Oh no, I saw something else. That was funny she got canceled. Like she got canceled for that too. She's like, she says, this is what she says. This may be funny, but it's a little dangerous too. Take Trump out of it for a minute. A democracy must include freedom of speech. Imagine other leaders or popular figures not being able to voice their opinion if it opposes the majority of world leaders. She like gets canceled for it. Mm. She she deletes the tweet or the Instagram. I don't know what post it was. And yeah, I think she also thought like five G's gave us COVID. Did she? I didn't see any of that. Yeah, so I think Carrie Elson's crazy. She might be crazy. Yeah. I feel bad for her though because mm. she's obviously talented. And you she know, thinks she's pretty. She's. Well, she thinks she's pretty. Well, she thinks she's very pretty. She sang about it. One song. I mean, that's but, a, it's a, that's an insane yeah, but think, think song. Of how, think Listen of all to that the, song. Think of all the rapper dudes who are just, you know, pounding their chests in their songs. I mean, come on. Let's, let's, it's an odd song. 
Yeah, I didn't like it. I listened to it. I don't. It's I a weird song. Remember it. I don't know. Uh, it's probably not good. But no. still, but think of how boastful that. Think of how boastful rappers are. Come on. I know. It's just weird. It's just a weird song. Is it weird for for the rappers to be boastful too? Uh, maybe, but I don't know if there's. It's a strange thing to be. Oh, they usually bragging about like how much money they have and stuff that they've earned. Nah, and I not mean, just, just thinking about being pretty. It's a weird. It's a weird song. Well, it's a strange song. I'm sorry. I've, I give her credit. I agree. It's a strange song. It's not a good song. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a good bizarre. song. And this isn't a very she's good like a song. She's a bizarre either. person. She does. I just have a lot. I have empathy for her. I think she was kind of, I think she struggles with mental health and it's tough when you're in the spotlight. I think she is probably more of herself than she should be when she's in the spotlight. She, she talks a little bit too much. And um, yeah, people have tried to cancel her a few times, including fucking Beyonce, who's, Super insecure. Yeah, you're really down on Beyonce here, then. Well, we were. We had an episode. We've had two we, episodes with her, and I was down on her then because every time I we no, do we liked, well, no. we liked we liked one of the songs. Yeah, though. but every time we listen to the songs, it's pretty clear she's stealing it from someone else. Like I can hear. Uh, we've broken this down a couple times mm-hmm. already. I I'm, I want to like Beyonce more than I do, but it's hard for me to respect her when I listen to her songs. I'm like, oh yeah, she stole it from that person. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, her dad stole it from that person. Oh, they're denying it, but it's pretty clear. You know, they were working together at the time. That, and you look at the timeline, come on. So I, I down on Beyonce. Plus, if she's using her power to, like, crush someone who doesn't have as much fame as, as she does. Like, Carrie, there's no reason why um, Carrie Hilson here couldn't have had a bigger career. Like, you know, she's, she's, she's beautiful. She's talented. Let's, let's she's a good writer. We, we think, we're hearing Carrie Hilson's side. I mean, like... This uh, Carrie Hilson also had a feud with 5G. Like maybe, maybe we're not, maybe we're not getting the full. This might not be the most reliable narrator. That's true, but I also have a problem with Beyonce. I mean, yeah, I just think you more, more problem with Beyonce. I mean, I, yeah, well, I, I, Carrie Hilson. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna like uh, who who knows. I mean, I don't know. Well, who knows? I mean, right? None of but us. I mean, know but, her, I mean but, but this is in a situation where it's like someone who's like, oh no, this person, this person is a you know, everything they're doing is right. This is really fucked up. What happened here? It's like, well, Carrie Hilson, you know, thinks, you know, cell phones are giving us viruses. I know, but I can pick a side a little bit. Maybe we can, you know, maybe maybe she's wrong on this. Well, I did admit that I think she probably has some mental health issues. Obviously she does, because she said she was depressed. She she had to take time off of recording after the second album. She's like, I can't do this for a while. And Mm. then she keeps trying to mount a a comeback in 2018. She's like... I've got a new album I'm working on, but that's, you know, three years later and it's not there. So obviously she has problems. I was kind of, she just like made some money. I was like, Hey, I'm done. I'm good. Thanks. No, I think she really, struggles. I think you're right. Cause she keeps saying she wants spot. to come back. So it's yeah. not like, it doesn't seem to be, um, doesn't seem to be by choice. Yeah. The pretty, the pretty girl rock thing is a very strange song. It's a very, very odd song. I don't, I don't think I it's was any, just like, what is happening? I just didn't find it any weirder than any other boastful rapper tunes. Hmm. Like it's kind of the same. I think, I don't know. This song I don't think is terrible. It's all right. It's, 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 it's all right, but it's mostly, that's the thing. So it's another example. So here's a kind of a knock on her is that she, but this is her first album. She has a lot of people accompanying her. She's got, you know, convinced Kanye last minute to add a verse to this song. Oh, really? Yeah, neat, like, guiding, she'd worked with Neo on another, yeah. and his song, uh, Miss Independent, is it Miss Independent or Mr. Independent? Miss Independent is the uh, Destiny's Child song, but something like that, she was on that with him, so she had that connection, but there's, like, a lot of stars, star power on this to kind of elevate it, and it still didn't do very well. 500,000 record sales is not a lot for for what this could have been. I, I found the songs aren't very inspiring. Kanye did the video. He did the video. And actually, it's a cool video. All right. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Um, the worst thing, though, is this fucking song. This is Intuition off the same album. 
that sample does not stop the entire song. Mm. It doesn't really stop. It's, it's, it's so annoying. I was like, listen, you know, I'm two minutes into it. I'm like, what? Are we going to do something yeah. here? No. Um, so, yeah. So I think she needed a little bit of, of support to make these songs work. Yeah, I'm not going to blame Beyonce for Carrie Hilson's career falling apart. No, but she was still trying. No, they attacked her. They they really, they swarmed and attacked her. And I've seen the cancel culture shit happen. So I, you know, I, I, I bet, I bet it was damaging. We've seen, in little spurts, you and I have seen it where people will attack us and it's like, uh, they can get to a point where like, this is uncomfortable. Imagine, you know, you got all of Beyonce's world coming after you. I mean, that's, that's got to feel a little bit like Titanic fucking crashing into a, into an iceberg. I mean, you know. Yeah, I just think there's so many other things going on with her, though. I, I, I don't know. Well, there's, I mean, people are complex. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Gary <laughs> Hilson. I don't know. Gary Hilson. The song's okay. It's just, like I said, it's mostly, you've got Kanye started. She kind of sings a little bit of a verse in the chorus, which isn't much. Then Neo does a verse. Yep. Then Kanye does a verse, and it's out. And, and I wonder if they kind of shoehorned Kanye in. She wanted him to be on the album, and he ended up choosing. It was last minute. He ended up choosing the track and chose this one. And this track is a little bit long. It's like five and a half minutes. It's a long, yeah, the, radio, so the video cuts a little shorter. Does it? Like half a minute shorter. But it's, yeah, it's too long. The song's way too long. It's way too long. Um, so I wonder if, you know, they were like, oh, let's just extend this so we can get him in and, you know, make the song something. But it's really, if you think about it, if you think about the song, listening to it without him, without Neo in it, like there's nothing, it's like, there's no, there's no point to this song. It's really like a feature song for the other two. I think that was some of the criticism too, where uh, critics were listening to the song and being like, well, this is not, I mean, this is really about them. Why is this even on her album? This should be on Kanye's <laughs> album for motherfucking Christ. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. There's, there's not much. There's not much here. There's not much here. There's not much here. I mean, there's more refined pitch correction I thought was interesting. Like if you listen to, um, yeah, let me find it. Uh, Knock. Pitch. Here, listen to this. Hear the eh, eh, eh. Yeah. And then the little flip. Like, I think that's kind of cool where they just give her a little vibrato with it yeah, and then do too. the little flip. Like, yeah. that's way different than the share episode where it was like oh, full right. throttle right. fucking pitch correction there. Um, that was nice. It actually kind of reminded me. Here's uh, Rufus. Um, that trills hard to do from a human standpoint to do that. Uh, 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 like that, the kind of that, that vibrato is different. Like vibrato is you're, you're taking a pitch and you're going a little bit below and a little bit above, but a trill is actually in between two different notes. Maybe it's like a, a step or, or, um, or like a third. It's really difficult to do because you're actually trying to hit both pitches real fast. Uh, to trill between them. So it's really hard to like hit those pitches right and not be out of tune. But here is uh, Rufus Wainwright doing it in the middle of like live. toys he's like fucking trilling throughout yeah. this entire song it takes a lot of skill and uh to be able to do it but you can mimic it with pitch correction that's what they mm. did there which i thought was interesting um that's it and then the other uh thing was kind of a weird what was weird is uh where the fuck is it uh 
Oh, this this fucking line by Neo. I used to be commander in chief of my pimp ship flying high. Commander in chief of my pimp, pimp ship flying high. <laughs> what? He's commander in chief. Yeah, he should uh, he should resign then. Is it a ship? I wonder of all pimps, or is he the only pimp on the ship? I think it was a a ship of pimps. Oh, wow, flying high too. I, I picture this mm. like pirate ship in the fucking. Yeah, you think you know? I, I, With a bunch of pimps on it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun. No, you, you want to be probably the only pimp. You want to be king pimp. Right. Yeah. I don't think he was. I don't think he really thought a lot about that lyric. No, probably not. Um, no, I think that's it. So I don't think we'll ever hit her again. I have some probably empathy not. for her. I know you wanted to come in. Guns fucking blazing. Guns just, blazing? Just like fucking shooting her in the head. I want to shoot her in the head? Yeah, you sound like you, you really, but I, I'm taking her side. No, I, just, I, I think you want, to, you want to attack Beyonce for some reason. Uh, yeah, because I think. Really, you're really trying to get stir a thing against yeah, Beyonce. Yeah, you, you, felt, you felt shitty about Beyonce too when we were, we were covering her and her fucking I know the first song, Crazy Love, is a really good song. It is a good song. She's so I think you're going a little hard on Beyonce, I think, for, for some effect here. I don't know why. I'm not. It's no, show, so. it's not for effect. It's because she's a thief. I have, I have bad feelings mm. about, I, have, I put her in the Billy Ocean. No, yes. no, no. Both no. thieves. No, no, yep. no, no. Yep. That's a bad take. Yeah, what else? Um, 5G. Um, yeah, so I was in, uh, you know, I don't, have, I don't have an exciting story here. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I was living in Dover, uh, uh, Dover, New Hampshire, which is where we're going to have our live show. Um, and uh, I was working in Dover. I, I would walk to work every day, um, which was great. Uh, I, I worked, I don't know. How far, a quarter mile from my, like a half, you know, I'd say a third of a mile from where I lived. I was right there. So you're doing the rain and the sleet and the snow. Hey, you walk, but it's not so bad. I get yeah. there pretty quick. Um, yeah. New York, I felt was a lot harder in the, in the, in the weather. Cause I mean, cause you have to walk everywhere. I still yeah. had a car. So I guess I could drive in if I had to, but even driving, it was almost as far to park the car and walk over. than it was <laughs> just me to walk my house. Like I was, I was really, I was pretty close to downtown. So I was spending a lot of time in Dover. I mean, I go out drinking a lot, um, at, at night on the weekends and I, you know, it's good stagger back home and, um, kind of just doing the whole, just, you know, I, it was my first real like career. I had worked other professional jobs. This is the first job. I'm like, I'm going to be here for a while and make this a real career. So I was spending a lot of time at work. My girlfriend at the time wasn't super creative and like was kind of a homebody. So I, I feel like this time I have like the lost years of my life. Like, there is a stretch of time from like 2007 to like 2000, uh, like nine, I guess it's like kind of the boring years of my life. I just wasn't doing anything creative. I was working the same job. I was living in the same place. Uh, the job did move, but just to a different part of Dover. So then yeah. I had a drive in, but it, like it wasn't that much further. I could still walk if the weather was nice enough. It was just very, I had this very kind of like low key life. Um, I was going to a lot of Celtics games during that time. I guess that was the thing I was doing a ton. We talked about it in the last episode where yep. the magic won the, the title. So, uh, but yeah, I had season tickets Celtics those three years. Um, but other than the Celtics and just kind of living in or on Dover, I don't have a ton of great stories. There are a few things if you had the right week pops up, but from like a day to day basis, my whole life was basically just like work, you know, and hang out in this, this town that you guys hopefully will all come and see us in. Um, Maybe we'll do a tour. We'll walk by the uh, <laughs> apartment. Uh, well, if you walk by the, uh, that you'll, you'll drive by, it's a giant mill in the middle of Dover. That, that's where I worked. It was, you can't miss right. it. It's right in the heart of Dover. It's a big, yeah. big mill building. Um, but that's where I, at this point in my life, I was walking to that, that place. And in fact, the Strand movie theater is about halfway between where I worked and where I lived. Mm. Um, so I'd walk by the Strand every day. Um, that's how I knew they were closed. That day. I knew like the very moment they closed because I would walk by. I was walk by. Check out the marquee. See what's coming up. See who's yeah. playing. 
Um, so, you know, I, I'm Christ, I go to the Strand, I don't know, every week, every other week to go, go catch the movie, especially some I haven't seen. So, um, yeah, very, very boring part of my life. The early, my late 20s were, I was, it was fine, having a good time, but it was, there's not a lot of, like, momentous things that happened to me during that time. Um, I bet mean, everybody has those moments, in, those periods in their life, maybe where things are just kind of... Status quo. Yeah. Kind of just boring. Yep. Um, and that's what this was for me. It's kind of boring years, unfortunately. Oh, it's, it's exciting. And we're going to run into them next week too. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I'm still in kind of the, the boring period. Of my life. Maybe I'll talk more about kind of where I worked and kind of maybe that. I don't know if I talked about them a ton. Maybe I have. I don't, I don't Like I said, this is just kind of very nondescript. I mean, even like the restaurants I was going to were just like in Dover. And if you live in this area, if you know New Hampshire at all, Dover is not boring, but it's not fancy. It's not shitty it's just kind of there it's yeah. it's like the middle class it's the like kind of average place and so like even like the the place i was living in was kind of i don't think door was boring but you know what i mean it's just not terribly notable right yeah it's not and portsmouth it's not portsmouth it's also not like a shitty town no it's not no like when i look good. at florida like that town's different hills that town sucks like that sounds yeah, like yeah. i have a lot of funny stories about just how shitty it is and right portsmouth is like fancy is always something to do is some fun stuff to do there yeah. i live there it's great but Dover just kind of is Dover. Yep. And uh, I was just kind of I said, living with this girl that was a nice enough girl, but not terribly exciting stuff going on. It was just kind of this period of my life where, I don't know, it's pretty, pretty, it's pretty basic. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for telling us. Yeah. What else? Anything else we, we, we got to cover? I mean, back next week, baby. Yep. Role models and Twilight. Twilight. Matt's excited about that. I uh, I don't think I picked any music for that yet, right? I'll throw the sock when okay. I get home. Uh, right, because we're recording again on Tuesday or something. That's right. So, okay. Tuesday, right. yes. And then Thursday. Tuesday, Thursday. And we are off to Soccer. Right, next Saturday. Oh, I'm leaving a day earlier. You're going to go out on Friday? Yeah. Laura's oh, yeah, nice. birthday is coming up, so we're going to go out to eat in Portland the night before. Wait, we have a nice, uh, we're, she's pretty, her birthday is pretty close to mine then. Yeah, it so is. Mine's next Wednesday. Yes, very close, actually. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool Libra. It is, but it exists. Fucking Libras, man. Is that good? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. My good. kind of people. You guys can wish each other happy birthdays when you see each other in soccer. That she'll would be, be nice. there. She'll be there. Yep. I'll be there. It'll just be me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's fine. I don't know that I'll stay yet. Maybe I'll stay. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Right? The last time. <laughs> We had, we had bad luck. <laughs> yeah. My poison should all your poison should well, all right. It's like if it were two hours away. Well, it's like it's kind of a drink. You might as well go home. I might drink a little bit, but I, Ooh, but hello, that's gonna get crazy. That's oh, gonna get fucked up. Let's go. Uh, maybe like uh, I don't know if I have two drinks or something throughout the night. That's fine. I can drive home on that. Yes, you yeah, can. I mean, it's over six hours. I mean, come right. on, you can be okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't. Maybe, maybe, maybe who knows? Who knows? But just it's kind of it's nice to sleep in your own bed. That's what I mean. If I, if I was if I was in your situation, I would definitely drive home. Yeah. I, um. I. Uh, yeah. We're gonna go up uh, to Maine, and I think we're gonna go uh, to Portland for a nice dinner the night before, and then we might go see us uh, Maine Saints in Newark in a movie theater uh, matinee. I'm. I, I no. I don't think it's gonna. Oh, did you, I want to see it? Yeah, I gotta see. I don't. I'll, I'll see, see it. So I think I might go see it the day before uh, the day of the Saco show. It's not gonna be good. But uh, cry macho, not good. Oh, not so. No, I know, but like, no shit. Did you see it? No. You know, are you gonna? You'll have to see. It, I right? don't know. I I might miss this one. It's. I felt like I have to. Like I feel like I, I know. I think point, I might skip this one. It's rough. It is so rough. It just looks so bad. It's I'm like, so rough. My time with Dwight Yoakam is the worst. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Like, and but I blame Clint because 
you have to tell him he's doing a bad job. Well, that's what we talked about this with um, uh, Grant Torino, where, you know, Clint's famous for that, hey, we'll shoot it, you know, we'll shoot it once and that's it. And we'll, we have time for lunch. But if you're not a great actor, and nothing gets better, Yokuma. Yokuma's he, been, he's good, actually he's been good, good in other right? Absolutely. Um, he just, but you know what? Some guys aren't great actors, though, and they need those extra shots. The kids in Grand Torino certainly needed them. And, uh, you know, maybe some people in this movie did who you know, aren't experienced actors. Yeah, that's not good. And then you just get so exposed. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's a great actor. Yes. Tom Hanks is a great actor. Yes. Like, they can do one take, and it's, it's still going to be an awesome movie. Yeah. But if you are someone that's weaker, you need, there's a reason they do extra takes. Yeah. And there's a kid in this too, and a kid's mom, and these it's people are not just great actors. Yeah, and it's, it's like, not. I mean, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm awesome. You might have to see it though. I really won't have to see it. I know it's tough. It's not gonna be nominated for anything. I'm good. No, probably no. There's no probably way. not. There's no way. It's too bad. I, but he he really should just call it a day at this point. It's fucking not. He's, or, yeah, I know. I don't know. He hey, you know what? He wants to still do it. I don't know. If, you know, I, I you know you wonder when Warner Brothers stops writing the check. So Clinton Warner Brothers have had a relationship for a long time. Sure. Warner Brothers has seemingly given him the... Well, maybe he's, maybe they're like, we'll let you do it as long as it's under X amount of dollars. Uh, yeah, maybe. He seems to have carte blanche to do what he wants. I mean, Mule made money. Uh, Richard Drew, I know, didn't, yep. didn't make a ton. I think they're okay, I think. But I, don't, uh, I know Mule made, like, good money. Um, so, but now this one came out. It did three and a half million opening weekend, which is it's just a bomb. Well, it was on HBO Max here, though. So I know how many people. Don't, I mean, it's not, no, but what I mean is like how many people didn't go to see it because of that? Oh, well, I'm sure, but I think also, yeah, I think a lot of you know, right now the movie business. Um, we're talking. About, I feel like we're talking a lot of movie business yeah, yeah. today, which is fine. Um, the movie theater business. If you look at the, what's what's working in the pandemic time, has been movies geared 18 to 34 year olds or or younger. Yeah, younger people are going to the movies. Movies for older audiences, uh, movies that, you know, honestly, Matt and I probably would enjoy more, are not. So the number one movie since the pandemic uh, has been that Shang Sin, whatever, the Marvel thing. Right. Um, right. And, you know, that's all kids going to see that, you know? Uh, the uh, Whatever this fucking uh, Cry Macho is, uh, is for older audiences. It is. Obviously, the guy, you know, the lead's 91. It's, uh, so, you know, his crowd isn't going to see him. Now, are they watching that on HBO Max? Maybe. And if they are, you know, great. But I, I, I think at some point Warner Brothers is like, all right, we're gonna stop writing. You know, you don't have the same. This movie couldn't check. have cost much though. This is like a, if this movie cost ten million dollars, I'd be surprised. Really? It is. There's not. There's nothing here. Is and you're, he's efficient. You're on location. He's usually good with budgets too. You're on location, and yeah. that's it. So you're down in Mexico probably to shoot some of this stuff. I uh, doubt they were in Mexico. Uh, well, maybe it's just Texas and Mexico because I think it's. I think it starts in Texas. But yeah, but do you think it's so maybe they shot just, in Mexico, though? I think it would make sense. Or maybe not. Maybe I, it's just I would, another I would, uh, small southwestern town. Could I would, be. I would be stunned. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But but either way. You'd probably do it all in one state and then we get the cash credits. Then it's probably, maybe yeah. it's in Texas. It's usually and then, not done in. So this movie, by the way, uh, Proposal, not shot in Alaska, obviously. Oh, yeah, right. It was shot Massachusetts in Massachusetts, and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of times with some of those movies is, you know, they'll so, shoot it in. So they, like, superimpose the mountains in and shit? Yeah, I guess they did some CGI stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. It was a beautiful setting, of course. I mean, yeah. you, the, that uh, that town is. But like you're, not gonna shoot, you're not going to shoot this in Alaska. Yeah, you would never go up there. No, I mean, he's gonna, no. the, the cost of having. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's not going to happen. No, no you gotta, Plus, it's something like Alaska. There isn't the infrastructure to make movies there. Oh, so no. you don't have you don't you don't have cameramen. You don't even have like the right cabling necessarily right. For, for for making your major feature. So you have to bring all that stuff over, and if there is anything left behind, you have to like it's just yeah. a disaster. No, you, you wouldn't do that. To me, that's why you just don't see. You do see features made in Hawaii because Hawaii does actually have the infrastructure for it. 
Um, but in Alaska doesn't, you know, some of these places don't, when you don't have the infrastructure, it makes making impossible. I was, and that's why I don't think it's made in Mexico. It's sure no, it was okay, made well, in Texas, Texas, but there's or, a lot of, or even California. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Right. Cause you know, parts of the, parts of the desert, Eastern California would look California, like this. Yeah. Eastern, I guess you're right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of times you'll just shoot them. Um, you know, where it's, where it's most efficient. The low ground. It looked more like tech, like the low ground looked more. It like could have been, but who, but who knows? But I know. Uh, well, famously, uh, the reason that breaking bad was in New Mexico was, uh, very tax credits. Yeah. So, you know, could have been there too, but like, yeah, that's why they shot. And I think they wanted to say they shot exclusively in New Mexico, even the stuff in New Hampshire that is, you know, breaking bad yep. yeah, and yeah. you know, has its uh, second, the last episodes in New Hampshire, that's all done in New Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you don't even really see. Well, he's in the snowy mountain. I guess they do, the but they do grow yeah. up. They went up top and they found. So, Right. But um, yeah, they, they uh because of tax breaks. But they were gonna do a different state. Yeah. Uh, for Breaking Bad, and then uh, New Mexico came in with a really good with tax, a sweet deal. tax credits. Yeah. 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 That's why you see a lot of movies shot in Georgia. That's why Tyler Perry put his studio in Georgia. Um, Georgia is offering very good tax credits for for movie business. Yeah. Uh, I did find it weird that they chose New England, but I get maybe if that's what the Alaska seafair in Alaska looks like. Well, it's tough because so there are a lot of union guys, gals in Boston. You go to Maine, you know, northern Maine is probably closer to an Alaska landscape than I would Rockport, think so. Massachusetts, right? Right. But you go to Maine, who are you going to have make your fucking move? <laughs> I guess that's true. You know, so once again, it goes back to it. You don't have the infrastructure. And that's yeah. a big thing. You know, you, you know, you're talking about, you know, I know this movie isn't the biggest movie in the world, but it still costs, you know, tens of millions of dollars to make. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's a pretty big project. To, I guess you so. know to throw that in the middle of some random Alaska or, or Maine town just isn't isn't realistic. Yeah. Plus, you know, you have to put people in hotels and things like that. You, know, know. you have some big movie stars. You got to make sure you put them in the right kind of spots. Yeah. You know, you can do that in, in and around Boston or in and around the Massachusetts area. It's much easier. Right. Yeah. Well, crime Macho couldn't have cost him. I we can look, but it couldn't no, have cost. I mean, and Clint's good. You know, I mean, and there was nothing there. Like he's the big, he's the biggest star. And, you and have Yoakum and no one else. And Clint only does a couple of shots, right? Like, Hey, we're going to be in, we're going to be out. And, uh, and there's some car scenes and then they're in locate, like they're, they're in a spot. They're either in a home or, or restaurant or something. It's not like the budget was 33 million. It says for cry macho. What, what the fuck did he spend it on? Dude, you got to watch it because I, I really don't. Did he I'm, pay I'm himself 20 million? Like the mule cost to make the mule cost 50. That, I guess the mule make the the mule makes more sense, but what the fuck did they spend? I, that makes no sense. There's I never, nothing saw, I never saw Richard Jewell either. I haven't seen it. Um, that's what we made. I'm just curious to see what that cost because I want to see if Warner Brothers is like. So I was 45. So I don't know if it's an accident or not. That only made 43. I think Warner Brothers is starting to be like starting to clamp down yeah, a little bit. Noticing a, a trend there. I can't imagine that they spent. He spent that much on the like. What the fuck did he spend it on? There's, there's nothing here. 33 is not much, but it is really that just way. nothing here. Really? Did they actually shoot it in Mexico? Well, I wonder, but, the, but Yoakum wouldn't you know have cost that. Well, you pay, that, let's see. You pay Dwight Yoakum. Do you have to pay him a million dollars? He's, he's not even in a big part of the movie. He's, he's on, he's on screen for like 10 Filming minutes. Filming took place in New Mexico. Okay. New Mexico. Yoakum literally 10 minutes. There's Project this. had employed. This is crime macho. 250 crew members. 10 supporting cast members and 600 background extras. Were there some big scenes? That's going to cost money. Um, no, there's a town scene. No. 600 extras is not small. No. No, there's like a party scene. Were they in like a like, big house? They in but, like an arena somewhere or something? I'm trying to think what you use 600 extras for. Oh, maybe they... Oh, because they did something interesting. Um, they flashed back to, be, to when he was a, a bull rider. I'm trying to think if there were... 
1912. Yeah, I know. But they didn't show, um, I don't even think they showed the, there was actually a really cool shot then, but they, they didn't, I don't think they showed the arena that he was in even. Mm. So I don't, I don't, 600, I have no, that makes no sense to me. But no sense. It shouldn't have cost, it should have cost 10 million. It's, it's, there's nothing here. Whatever. I'm not true. Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess we're back next week. Yeah, we're back next week. Uh, Paul Rudd comedy. Can't think of the name right now. Role models. Thank you. And it's not just Paul Rudd either. No, Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. Uh, Christopher Mintz Posse. Um, it's, it's quite a cast. Uh, and then we are back with the Twilight for the Patreon. We're done now. We're done now. Goodbye.